The All-Star break is over and baseball is back. And today on the show, Jason and I discuss some teams that are in make or break stretches heading into the trade deadline. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. Hello, everyone, and welcome on into Deep Left and Unabated Baseball Podcast. I'm Thomas Viola, and joining me, as always, Jason Weingarten, professional sports better, Spreadopedia himself. And today, Jason, we're going to be talking about some interesting goings on that have happened here since the All-Star break. Baseball is officially back now. Our last show, we were starting to look ahead, but really looking behind at what has been so far this season. And now we're ready to turn the page, look at the last 40% of the so 40% or so of the season that we still have to play. But before we do that, just want to remind everyone real quick to head on to unabated.com. Get yourself signed up for an account. If you're not already a member, sign yourself up for a trial today and get access to all of the fantastic tools Unabated has to offer to help you mine the most EV out of your bets. But for right now, Jason, how was your weekend? How have you been faring since baseball has returned to us? Can't complain. It's my decent stuff this weekend. The golf was all right. I uh, do wish Rory did not go on that little rampage and finish 17 and 18 with birdies on Sunday morning. Um, had a whole bunch of jokes lined up about Rory, you know, not being able to, to hold a 54 hole lead, but he won and it was cool. I had just, you know, I had money on uh, some of the other guys that were in contention there. So, Oh, the worst part, actually, that wasn't even the worst part. Um, Tom Kim, I had Tom Kim top five and he, putted to he got seven feet he needed could have could have top five with a double bogey from seven feet three putted from seven feet oh man to drop from like third to six um also lost top asian in the process so that was actually really disappointing but the uh the baseball was all right the the worst thing i think was i was on the astros on saturday night that was i even kind of felt like even every time they had the lead it was probably still something crazy was gonna happen so i wasn't like, like it was crazy but i wasn't surprised like i was like oh this is you know I, I knew this was was gonna happen too good to have another easy winner like that um and cfl chad chad kelly he's like i was watching him makes nfl level level throws i uh, was was actually pretty impressed with him got my my i know he won the great cup last year with toronto already so it's like not like he's coming out of nowhere, but he uh, every once in a while you get a player in the CFL who's like clearly, clearly better than everybody else and deserves to be in the NFL. Um, so I'm keeping my eye on Chad Kelly to see if he's he's going to be that that type of quarterback this year. Um, but yeah, how was your weekend? It was good. I had my fourth straight instance of going to bet an MLS in game and watching a team score as my bet was in the process of going through. Uh, it's, it's an impressive run that I'm on at this point, but uh, also been a lot of fun. Didn't do too much sports betting, but did go out, uh, went and saw some of my friends who were DJing down at Encore Beach Club. That was a great time. Can't complain where, about that. Where were you watching when you're getting your bets? Like you're, you're not getting your bet in time. Um, like are you Apple in the TV. sports book? Are you at home or what? I'm at home on Apple TV. It's not so much that like, I'm trying, I'm not trying to pass post or courtside anything. It it's just legitimately been four freak instances of me saying, 
all right, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger on this team, loading it up, going to bet it. And at that moment, they break on an attack. And in the eight second delay, I get hit. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's latency with the yeah watching on an app. It may, every, everything you're already seeing is behind. Like, but yeah, that, that really sucks. That that's not fun at all. Yeah. But two of those instances, the team went on to not win the game. So, I felt a little bit better about that. It wasn't like I got tilted out of four winning bets. I only got tilted out of two of them. Eh, so, I mean, it's still, still not fun, but too livable. Yeah. Very, very manageable. Indeed. It's it, overall, I have very few complaints right now, but you know, a team that really is going to have some complaints at the moment, I feel like, or at least their fans will the angels. This is uh this is starting to get towards the brink here. You texted me the other day after that Astros game and said the Angels might have just saved their season here. And then the next night they proceeded to go out and just do the exact reverse. Yeah. Um kind of similar to the Rockies series where they scored the 25 runs or 27 runs or whatever. You know, they did. Uh is the story here the improbable uh, 12, or was it 13, 12 comeback where they were like probably 2% or 1% to win multiple times and came back and ended up beating the Astros on Saturday night. Next round that was a game I was talking about earlier. Um, <clears throat> but is the story that they won that game or that they dropped the other two? Cause remember we talked about having, you know, coming out of the, the all-star break strong instead they want their one and two versus the Astros. So it kind of, continues the the whole you know can this team beat good teams consistently theme the answer is no um but they're just kind of extending you know extend and pretend kind of thing like another week they get they get the yankees now so you know theoretically you know sweep the yankees and then let's that let's talk but the yankees are playing for a playoff spot too both of these teams neither one of these teams wants to to go one and two this next three three game series so um again the 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 angels have their backs against the wall just like they did coming out of the all-star break and they might have bought themselves one more game or one more series but uh they have the yankees and then they have the pirates who have you know after starting 20 and 7 have consistently been one of the worst teams in baseball on par with the the royals and and the a's in terms of quality so you know you want to get some wins. Now is the time. You got six six games left, and um, go and do something, or else, you know the the chatter, which is already pretty loud on Otani being traded, is going to get much much louder in the next week. And you know, I asked you about this on the last show, and I know you said you weren't really keen on looking into the markets, but what do you, what do you think about the AL MVP race? Do you think that he really could win it, even if he's traded to the NL? Um, do I think he could win the AL MVP or the NL MVP? AL. Okay. Right. So he, I mean, he, he's already, what, hit two home runs or three home runs since the all-star break. I mean, again, what, what could he possibly still do or need to do to get anybody's vote? He's, he's leading baseball and home runs, triples and opponent batting average. You know, that doesn't make him not the MVP if he spends the last two months on whatever national league team, if, if that was to happen. Um, but then the whole, does he potentially win the NL MVP? No, I don't think so. Cause Ronald Acuna is, yeah. uh, you know, deservedly winning that race. And 
Um, so that that kind of kills that. But yes, in my in my mind, in my opinion, if he gets traded to National League team, he still wins the American League MVP. And I'd still I'd like to hear the the counter case if somebody has one. At that point, would would you maybe be able to even get a slight price increase on him at the AL MVP race? I mean, I mean you're more likely to see the market go down, like at the moment of the trade. You know, some of the FanDuel, DraftKings, whoever, they're going to pull the market. Yeah. And then let the news process for an hour or 20 minutes or however long necessary and then repost it. So um, I don't think you're going to get value because immediately it's it's going to be adjusted. But how much it's going to be adjusted or what what price he's going to be, I don't I don't even think I'd, I haven't wrapped my head around what I would do in that situation. I'm, I'm kind of happy that. I don't have to make that decision this year. Um, it's not my problem. You know, it's it's my opportunity to bet into the market. But still, I mean, like you look at the other guys like Corey Seager or whatever. Corey Seager is like really putting up some good numbers. But like if I said like Corey Seager, Kyle Tucker, um, who I actually bet on before the season, it's nice to see Kyle Tucker back in the race. But uh, Seager, Tucker, Bo Bichette, Wander Franco, Randy Rosarena. I say any of those names, like is it really – you're going to give it to one of those guys over Shohei Otani who's having a historically amazing season? No, like not happening. Um, and that's all to say that he even gets traded, which you know still might not happen. So too, too many hypotheticals still. Yeah, that is very true. The Angels may still, in fact, hold on to him to the bitter end here. But speaking about teams that may be coming to bitter ends, the Reds have all of a sudden gone from red hot to ice cold. What is going on with Cincinnati post all-star break here? and? You know, you talked about this going into the break about how important those two bookending series with the Milwaukee Brewers were going to be. They did not go well. I don't think, you know, anything's necessarily going on other than they got matched up versus their division rival and they had the opportunity to play six games against the teams they're the team they're going to have to beat to win the the central division this year and they went, you know, one and two going into the break and they got swept coming out of the break including bookends on both sides uh one nothing losses where, where they didn't even score um that's that just says that you're getting matched up versus a, a rival and the rival's better than you right now so um one in five in those games is not where they wanted to be like <clears throat> i mean just if you think about all the potential outcomes one in five the only thing worse the worst zone six um so you know you say maybe well they could have won one of those 1-0 games or whatever but still i mean they just didn't get it done and they're gonna have an opportunity again coming up in about a week to to face the brewers a third time um and if you notice they countered um by calling up christian encarnacion strand today one of their their hitters who'd been crushing it earlier in the year in the minors uh surprisingly enough i actually thought strand or encarnacion strand i don't i still haven't figured out what I'm going to call him because Encarnacion Strand is, is really long to say every time. So like I type CES when I'm talking to my friends about fantasy baseball or baseball, like um, so CES is coming up. I actually thought he'd be the first of the, the trio of the McLean Ellie um, players to come up and he's actually the last, but <clears throat> not necessarily panic mode for the, for the reds, but it's just clear. Like, they don't have the starting pitching right now. Um, Hunter Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo aren't going to be back <clears throat> for probably another month still, and it's just not enough 
to uh, to really compete versus versus the teams they need to beat to to win the division. Like if you looked at the game yesterday, uh, the pitcher Lively Ben Lively went out early, like in the fifth inning, fourth inning with an injury. And as me immediately when when he came out, I think the Reds were up three one at that point, and they're three. I think it was three one. I was just like, they don't have they don't have the outs in the bullpen to cover this much game versus a good team. Like I don't know when the the Brewers are going to break through, but I know they're going to break through and win because it just they they don't have the the outs in that bullpen. Um, goes for a lot of teams, but but the Reds don't have a margin of error, and it's clear right now the Brewers are the best team in that division as much as I don't want them to be. Yeah, and the other problem for the Reds there, I mean, that was 27 straight innings, maybe more without a run. Yeah, not great. Yeah. Um, yeah, the offense is an issue. Um, the 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 thing is, is, is like I just I was just talking about how they don't have the pitching. And it's like, well, they held the Brewers to to one run in back to back games coming in and out of the all-star break. So which way do you yeah. want it? Can't can't have both ways necessarily. They're but just... like th- that's that's what I mean when I say they don't have a margin for error in in beating good teams. Every everything has to go right for them. Um, and you see when when it doesn't, they can lose one nothing. And and even when they're playing well. Um, but it's obvious. Like like I said earlier in the year, you look at like Baltimore. You look at the Marlins. Uh, they're clearly ahead of where a lot of people expected them to be talent wise, you know, team wise. Um, I think you could say the same for the Reds, like, like, you know, nobody expected them to be winning the division this year. So the fact that they're even contending is, is very respectable, but we've, we've set um, not necessarily unrealistic expectations for them, but you know, like just that's a matter of fact, like when I say that they just don't have the pitching right now, to match up versus versus Brewers for for a three game series or a five you know seven game series. Yeah, it's just it it, it is what it is, and that, that is you're right. One of the things this is a really young Reds team. This is a team that it, it it's safe to say is on the ascent here for sure. But maybe it was just people were getting a little too swept up in the hype a little too early. Yeah, and I mean you also like like the Marlins for example, like they're way ahead. They're, they're playing great. No one expected them to have the second or third best record in the national league. So, um, you know, congratulations to them. It's, it's incredibly respectable, but they still have the second or third best record in the national league and they go and play Atlanta and they get the shit kicked out of them. Like they're, they're doing great and they might be able to steal a game from a good team every now and then, but like, don't, don't make a mistake and think that the Marlins are on par with, with a team like the Braves right now. Like they match up, in a series, it's, it's sort of the, the same thing with the Reds. The Marlins have to do everything right every game to win that series. And the Braves are just going to be like, all right, we're going to, you know, this guy's going to hit a home run. This guy's going to hit a home run. This guy's going to hit a home run. And if none of those guys hit a home run, or, you know, Sean Murphy's going to hit a home run. Like, if he doesn't, Marcelo Zuna, um, Olsen, Acuna, Riley, Albies, you know, pick your poison kind of deal. Um, yeah. Oh, and by the way, you're going to have to sp- face Spencer Strider two or three times in a series. So, um, you know, like don't, don't kid yourself is what I mean with a lot of these teams. I think that's what you find out over the next week or so going into the all-star break, a lot of general managers, you know, like Perry Manazzi and the manager for the general manager for the angels, like he didn't sign Shohei Otani. His job is to build this team into a championship team. And, you know, he knows 
what he knows, you know, what, what, you know, what, what he knows about his own players and he knows Otani's not coming back next year. And his, his responsibility is to build this team into the best team he can build it into. And, you know, if that means his, he has an incentive to trade him for prospects, you know, the owner obviously has an incentive not to want to be the owner that traded him. But, you know, right now is the time where a lot of realistic general managers look at, at what what's realistic to accomplish the rest of the season. And, you know, teams like the angels and the Padres, um, the reds all have to consider what, what it's going to cost to acquire, you know, a Lucas Giolito or uh, Blake Snell could be available from, from the Padres, you know, um, but is it's going to cost you, you know, what's it going to cost you down the line to, to potentially boost your, your playoff odds only yeah. slightly this year. So um, I do expect a bunch of teams to become sellers if, if there's any sort of market. And you mentioned the Padres there selling Snell. They were another team that we were talking about a bit more during the uh, during the week leading up to the All Star break, right? Yeah, I mean they're kind of in a similar position where they're the whole. Well, I mean I think the thing with the Padres, I wouldn't say they're in a similar position to the to the Angels or anybody. Um, their their position is we'd like to just forget the first half of our season. Yeah, and you know. They're a good team that is not necessarily ref- the, the 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 quality of their players isn't reflected in their record right now, and they can go and turn things around. But they started the uh, the second half against the the Phillies, and I think it's also kind of important to point out like the Phillies have the second most wins in baseball over the last month or so, just trailing the uh, <clears throat> the Braves. So they haven't made up any anything in the standings, but. Uh, Phillies have been really good and they just swept the uh, the Padres to start the second half. So again, the Padres, it's like, all right, well, we want to forget the first half. Let's go out and have a, a good second half and get off on the right foot. And you go out and you get punched in the mouth. Yeah. So after losing three straight games at Philly, they're going to Toronto, which, uh, you know, not, not making anything easier on yourself here. So uh, Padres are another one of those teams that they're going to have to be realistic in about a week or so and determine what what the future holds. And and they're really a team that uh, could could suffer. Um, I mean, they they could see a bunch of guys on the way out um, just just because you know this is this is not this is not shaping up to be uh, the team that they 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 thought they were building and buying. Yeah. And the worst thing that you can do as a GM, and this is true in any sport, the the absolute worst thing is not be honest when you look at yourself in the mirror and not be honest about what this team is, because there are some teams that trick themselves that say, yeah, we, we can compete. We're, we're, we are a world series caliber team. We are a championship level team. And the reality is that no, they are not. And they should be looking to sell and rebuild. Yeah. I'm actually kind of annoyed just, speaking about the Padres again, that they have a day off today because losing the three straight with the extra innings yesterday in Philly and then going to Toronto today would really have been a good spot to continue fading them and yeah. seeing their, their season kind of go down the drain, but they get an off day and, and then, you know, Alex Manoa. So, uh, you know, if, if you want to get back on track, it's just like I said, say about every team, like go out there and sweep your next series. Um, but again, after Toronto, they get a trip to Detroit and then the Pittsburgh pirates coming to uh, Petco park. So you get 
a pretty nice little uh, back-to-back opportunity there to at least get some confidence because then it's like Texas, Coors Field for the Rockies, um, and Dodgers, four games against the Dodgers. So um, and that goes into the, the trade deadline too. So, you know, you, you, you know, and everybody knows by basically two weekends from now, yeah. who's a contender and who's who's calling it a season yep all right jason we've managed to hit on the reds here we've hit on the angels the padres and we did talk a little marlins any other teams that you want to address here heading into the trade deadline well yeah i mean these are some pretty big series coming up not not just for those teams but uh like you get the rays versus the rangers starting today with shane mcclanahan on the mound um the rays i just gotta check the number real quick oh shit how many games back are the Orioles right now, the Tampa Bay Rays? I do not you know. know the I know. I'm, I'm just asking you. Oh, I do not know. One. Oof. Yeah, it was four. It was four last week. So Baltimore is now one game out of first place. The Rays, remember we were like, oh, what was their number? They won like 30 games or and like 30 and seven or something. Yeah. You know, it was crazy. It was, everyone's like, oh, they're so great. They're so great. And we kept saying like, you know, they're, of course they're awesome, but probably going to fall back to earth a little bit just because because you have to. And here they are, and Baltimore's one game back. Grayson Rodriguez, their uh, rookie ace who had some trouble earlier in the season, but is still a very electric arm, is coming up today to join the rotation. So, uh, you know, Baltimore gets the Dodgers right now. Want to kind of overtake the Rays? This is a pretty good opportunity right now to get some some wins over a a good team and show that you're a serious contender but uh yeah baltimore is all of a sudden very live in in the division race and you know the rays rangers right now is kind of a big big situation or big big spot for both teams because because the rangers are still you know let's see what their lead is on the astros right now i think it's down to okay it's only three games it's it's not not terrible but you know three games becomes two becomes one pretty quickly as we just saw with the reds who uh, went from first place to two back, you know, they were in first place going into the all-star break and now they're two back of, of the Brewers and does not necessarily look like they're going to get any closer, but uh, yeah, so that, that raise Rangers series is pretty important. Then Yankees angels kind of important. there. both teams fighting for a playoff spot, fighting for, for their lives right now. Um, I don't think either team wants to lose this series but uh you know we've we've talked about how bad the angels are and can't beat good teams consistently whatever um it's not going to stop me from betting on them tonight one last time you know it's probably not going to be one last time but i'm just saying that to uh reassure myself but uh yankees coming down from Coors field again if, if the angels can't win this game this is just another indication the front office just going to have to recognize like, look, we, we dropped two or three versus versus the Astros of uh, the win was great on s- Saturday night, but two or three down the drain um, can't beat the Yankees when in a really good spot. And they just played yesterday in Colorado. It's at a certain point, you just got to kind of call it, call it like it is. So um, I will have my eye on this game tonight. I will have, uh, money on the angels i already do i'll probably bet a little bit more um hyping myself up now but yeah, yeah that's what i got um probably 
talk about some uh, player futures later this week, see how the, those markets go. But it's kind of a bummer. The, the player markets just, it's not, not none of the races outside of like the American League Rookie of the Year and the Cy Young races maybe are exciting to talk about at the moment. They're just, it's like, okay, Shohei Otani, AL MVP, Acuna NL MVP. Not much to talk about there. Cor- Corbin Carroll kind of keeps doing his thing for for the rookie of the year. So half of the markets are kind of there's there's nothing to talk about right now. And Otani keeps hitting home runs. I, I I've convinced myself he's gonna hit you know close to Judge's record and troll everybody there. But um, yeah, I don't know. The division races right now and the playoff races are kind of where my eyeballs are, and just in terms of the day to day stuff. Yeah, uh, that's certainly what's eating up because you're right. It, a lot of these awards markets are starting to just have solidified winners, although we'll see what this trade deadline brings there, mostly in the Otani case, but who knows how some small how some things can shake up. But for right now, Jason, that is going to do it for us. One more time, head on over to unabated.com. Get yourself signed up for a trial today if you're not already a member. And get yourself signed up for our Discord. Use the link below in in the description of this video slash podcast. Check out the Discord today because it is a fantastic community full of incredibly sharp bettors, people who want to make themselves better, people who want to help other people get better. Captain Jack is in there all the time answering any questions that you may have as well. And that in itself is an incredibly valuable insight. And again, it's all free. You don't even have to be a member to sign up for the Discord. Just go to the link down below in this video. And as always, best of luck, everybody. And let's cash some tickets.